welcome to another episode of integrated circuits uh, rashid here uh today i want to talk about um types of integrated circuits um you can divide i believe integrated circuits in different ways but the type i'm mainly talking about is more the way you manufacture them or use them um two big types okay one type is where you really design the whole integrator circuits and then you send it to a fab and then fab uh fabricates it and then you have your own integrator circuit that you can sell to other customers who can put on their board and then sell those boards or systems right or maybe you use on your own boards or systems and sell those board systems um so that is one way of of um designing a chip okay so maybe the type depends really how you design it uh the other type is um you know where the chip is already made um with some logic or hardware on it and you have the option of changing that hardware on the fly when you use it so this one the second one is called fpgas um and the first ones are called asics or socs or cpus i'll go into each of those in further detail so first of all fpgas field programmable gate arrays so on your chip uh you already have like what i said uh a hardware that a company has fabricated this chip and they put this array of gates uh on the chip and they gave you a software that you can use where you can design your hardware and then ultimately that software will allow you to you know configure that chip uh so that you can program it program it with your own hardware okay so that gives a lot of flexibility uh to a designer that one chip can be used several time with a different hardware it's not like okay once the hardware is done is done it's only for that um application or only for that um uh chip that you already made but you the, the greater flex- flexibility is that you can really program it um the examples are uh the 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 companies i mean the one i worked with a lot in my earlier part of career was xilinx uh xilinx company uh recently was acquired by amd um and there's another you know popular company was altera now there are many other companies i'm just mentioning you as an example the two the big names altera was few years back was acquired by intel um so the way the xilinx fpgas work um so what you do is again a, a very quick and higher level uh, they give you their software and then they give you their fpgas so you can take already a finished board which has um, their fpgas 
or maybe you can create your own electronics boards that for the application that you're making with different components on it and then you have an FPGA on it. So what you do is uh, from your PC where you're running your um, uh, that software that the FPGA company gave you. Um, from your PC you have a cable going to that board that has FPGA. So in your software where when you start the design um, you write your hardware, you create your hardware in the form of a program, in the form of a hardware language uh, like um, Verilog or VHDL. So you write your hardware in Verilog, for example, and then um, that software allows you uh, to map it onto an existing hardware. Uh, so you are able to see, okay, with the logic that I created with Verilog, okay, what components on that FPGA uh, you are actually using? Uh, how much is usage? How much is not? How the different components are connected together? Uh, so once you, then, then you run your simulations on it to make sure, okay, the hardware that you created um, really meets the requirements. Um, once everything is good, um, you place it, you routed everything, your final 1010 type file that you are ready to send it to that FPGA board that you configure it. So you really configure it first, one is configured, then after that, you know, it is ready uh, to perform the function that it was built for. So that is FPGA in a very quick way, the summary of it. Um, now, when do we use FPGA versus your own fabrication? Um, FPGAs would be good if you have a few hundreds or maybe a few thousand of your system that you want to build uh, because uh, the price would be higher. You know, you're already uh, using a chip made by another company and yes, you get the flexibility, but you don't get a good price range. So, the systems made with uh, FPGA will be more expensive. The other thing is the, the hardware is really made generic, right? It's really not optimized for your application, for your hardware. So, you know, how well you can optimize it for performance, uh, for area, and for power, uh, there are limitations. So, it's not like on a chip you just need like um, three gates or four gates and you exactly design those and you try to design those in the simplest possible way or you design them in the best way possible for, for performance and power. Um, FPGA doesn't give you that much uh, controllability. So you get a flexibility but you don't get controllability. So. Those are the two disadvantages, but you know, for small labs or small research teams or small companies or where you want to create something initially as a prototype, FPGA is a great way uh, of showing, of, the, of creating those type of platforms. So hope you got some idea of FPGAs. Um, I think uh, that's enough for today's episode. In the next one, I'm going to talk about more about the the other type um, which we call ASIC or CPUs or system on chips.
So till then, take care. Bye.